Today on the news and why it matters, uh, the protests in Portland, Antifa, Proud Boys, who's good, who's not. We have got a lot to say on that coming up right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined this Monday by Mr. Chad Prather, Hola. host of the Chad Prather Show. Thank you for being here. Stu Bergier. Bonjour. No, the, oh, we're, we're, do, we're all do doing different, different languages, languages now. It's very international today. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't. Okay, I can't wait to see what the what the uh, the next one is. Mr. Special Guest Aubrey Huff, a two-time World Series champ and mm. podcast host of Off the Cuff with Audrey Aubrey. Huff, sorry. Well, I'm, I'm Irish, but I don't know how to say hello in Irish talking. <laughs> I think you, I think you just take a, a bottle of whiskey. Well, there you I go. don't yeah. think any of the Irish have ever really seen the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great point. They don't eat breakfast. You know, they may wake up with a shot of whiskey. There. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Pleasure to be on, Sarah. Uh, all right. So before we get into the news of the day, I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, so I think Stu would agree that Relief Factor we love here at Blaze Media mm -hmm. because it makes Glenn Beck tolerable. Yeah, it gets him in the area of being tolerable. Ish. Not all the way. Yeah. yeah. Tolerable-esque. Esque. Like. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, he had uh, huge you know, back problems. And I mean, he has all sorts of health problems. Basically, all the health problems. If you go into any medical journal, you'll see him just all over every page. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, he's really been helped by uh, Relief Factor. I know he likes to do things like, you know, he says he does outdoor work when he's at the ranch. I don't actually believe, I've never seen any evidence of this, mm -hmm. uh, but he claims to be able to do it now because it's actually he paints, helped. Though. And he does, he yeah. I just see him on TV. It doesn't look like he works too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? No, that was a shot. No, that's my bad. Yeah. No, but you're, you're dead right. You're dead okay. right. Okay. For relief factor, uh, it's 100% natural. It's drug free. So if you are one of the millions of Americans, you just constantly live in pain and you think that that's how life is and you're just never going to get out of pain, try relief factor. Uh, 70% of the people who tried the three-week quick start pack go on to keep ordering more. It's working for the majority of people. It can work for you. You got to go to uh, relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. So 70% chance that you try it and it works, and 30% chance that you try it and you're out 20 bucks, but the odds are in your favor. Relieffactor.com. All right, gentlemen, uh, a lot to get into. want to start with the uh, protests in Portland. Um, there was Antifa. There was the Proud Boys. Uh, you know, I know the Proud Boys arranged for their, I guess you would call it a counter-protest of Antifa. Well, uh, yeah, because well, they had the permits, right? Yes. Proud Boys had the permits. So yes. it was the opposite, right? It was their right, protest. Right, that's true. It was yeah. their protest, and Antifa was the counter-protest. But I guess I say that because I keep hearing, well, Antifa only showed up because the Proud Boys were there. I'm like, no, Antifa has been running Portland for the last <laughs> year, probably. Yeah. Fair. And no one's been around uh, to, to call them out on it. So technically, yes, that's correct. It is Proud Boys were the actual protesters with the permits. Um, Chad, did you watch the coverage of this at all? I watched after the fact, you know, okay. the, so a lot of the stuff that was the kind of the highlight is points and them attacking the bus and throwing the hammers and mm -hmm. pepper spray it and falling around in the street. Again, I don't know that anything fresh or new can be said about these guys on either side that hasn't already been said because it's just one more lap around that's accomplishing nothing. And you want to just rant on these folks and say, you know, you're crazy, you're unhinged, you're, yes, they probably should be. 
categorized a, a mm. terrorist group, but there's several out there that probably should be characterized as a terrorist group. These folks are getting more and more bold in their approach to doing these things. You know, it used to be they mouthed off in the hopes that someone would react and maybe hit them, okay, because mm. then they've been assaulted. You're taking it a step further now because we saw the situation with Andy No, where he's getting, you know, hit in the head and we saw guys get a crowbar to the back of the head. And now we're seeing more and more pepper spray. We're seeing the use of hammers there. And so all I'm going to say is keep that in Portland. Because if you bring that to Texas... <laughs> Which I hear they're coming September 1st, what I read. Yeah, they're just coming to have a dance party. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm telling you, it is only going to take one particular time for the fuel to be poured on just the right fire and this is going to get very deadly mm. very that's deadly. right i mean if these guys do in fact and if it comes to texas i grew up here i grew up right down the road and uh, went to brewer high school and so i know how texans are and i live in southern california now in, in san diego area i'm sorry yeah i know hey and thank you by the way for the trump plastic straw i'm going to take that home and but but you see how texans are compared to how people in the west coast are and i miss texas people so much i'm here i'm loving it i'm not necessarily loving the heat but when i see the antifa people right and if they have any kind of balls to come to texas i i would love to see that and for me you know they should be a terrorist group and i think donald trump is right if if you're going to be wearing hoods masks you're obviously hiding something why are you hiding and all these guys and every time i look at these antifa guys it's typically your skinny tight pants wearing (laughs) all in black man bun bun, knowing (laughs) that they probably don't even have a job Mm -hmm. mom and dad probably don't even talk to them they just want the attention and not one of these guys can really fight. And hence, that's why they throw hammers and pepper spray and everything like this. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before the show. What I'd love to see is just the, the courage for these guys to stand in there one-on-one on somebody and not just completely just dogpile someone. Yeah, and it's usually not even dogpiling just someone. It's usually like some elderly person, right. uh, some child. Which, uh, like, I, I want you to make your point, but let us yeah. I think we have a video of them just coming after elderly hmm. people. Let's watch Wonderful. that really quick before we continue. Ugh, it's just ugly. A combined IQ about six of many well, of the people. Well, my my question is, do these people not, like, have jobs? I mean, every time you see this thing, <laughs> the right? probably no. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I remember about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I made a tweet, and there's a bunch of protesting going on the streets, and this became a weekly thing. <laughs> and uh, I remember making a tweet, and as an ex-athlete, kind of got buried on this, and being from San Francisco and my conservative views, which I never made known when I played. Mm-hmm. And I said something, man, you think these guys would have something better to do every day than go out and ride and protest. And no, obviously not. These guys don't have a job, right? <laughs> and it just drives me nuts. And, you know, living in their mom's basement, don't know how to fight. I would, like I said, I would love to see them come to Texas and get some justice. Yeah, still. I mean, they, I, they have another, I think Elijah also had a video of, of them bringing in like a black case. And they open up the case and inside it's just a giant piece of cement that they're breaking up and throwing at police officers, at buses. I mean, this is, a, this is psychotic behavior. 
And it, probably the most fascinating part of this is not the fact that there's a, you know, a few hundred thousand uh, crazy people in Portland. Uh, I mean, we kind of know that that's potentially possible. Um, but it's the fact that the media just can't find their way to denounce it. I mean, you know, they'll occasionally, every once in a while, you'll get someone in the media who will bring up the fact that this is uh, probably the wrong thing to do. But generally speaking, you know, I heard it on ABC News today, uh, talking to a guest about, about this, about the potential of them being, you know, designated as a terrorist group, whatever that might mean. And uh, they said, you know, it's just, it's just, I can't believe here in Donald Trump's America where you have, um, you know, a, a group that might be called a terrorist group and they were formed specifically to stop terrorism. Uh. It's like, oh, come on, you know this isn't accurate. You know these people are not out there to stop any form of terrorism. They're out there to assault people, generally speaking, who are elderly and defenseless, who are out there, you know, protesting. It's, it's not a group that should be defended by anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that it continually is tells us a lot about the media. So it kind of begs the question, right? Like, if they do, in fact, become terrorists, domestic terrorists, what can we do? Can they, in theory, any American citizen go out there and just claim, you know, self-defense mm. and murder them right there in the street? Mm. Yeah. Right? Kicking it ugly fast. And, I, and, and Twitter is alive with these comments. Social media is alive with these comments of Donald Trump has emboldened white supremacists to come out and be more vocal. Well, then who's emboldening these people? Right. What's giving them the courage to step out in the street? And at what point in time? Because I promise you, there's a lot of people out there ready to take it to battle. That, well, that's a great point because, you know, Stu, as you mentioned, uh, well, but their name. Their name is Antifa. (laughs) What they are doing is they're anti-fascist and they're fighting fascism. That's all I hear from people. Uh, And I'm like, do do you know what fascism is? Right. Are are you aware? I mean... can you? It's a great branding exercise, right? <laughs> right. Like, this is what it, like. It, well, but they but they said that it was the, on their poster. That's what the their best reason. Best of coffee, a cup of coffee in the world. Like that's not true. With every diner <laughs> yeah. that you pass I mean, that hey, says that. Westboro Baptist Church calls themselves a church. Planned <laughs> <laughs> Parenthood. Yeah. Right. How about what they do? I don't think they want you to be a parent at all. Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting to me. Um, do you think, Stu, are these people who formed Antifa? Do they truly think that they're fighting fascism or did they just brand themselves that way as sort of like a devious, you know, trying to fool the sheep? Well, I mean, and this goes back to like, you know, a long time ago. This is, Antifa was an organization at one point you could argue was actually doing good things back right. in like the 30s. Right. right. Well, right. A long time um, ago. And you know, it's been brought back several times through several sort of generations. Um, and, you know, it, it, there's always this sort of frontline marquee of we're doing good things. We're stopping these awful people. It's obviously developed into just what is just initially, at the very best, a bunch of you know street hooligans beating the crap out of mm-hmm. people, um, and you know, and, and a lot of times it gets uglier than that. We saw with Andy No, who's just a journalist. He's not even one of the protesters. I mean, he's just a guy out there who's who he says himself. He's on the left, and he's out there covering these events and getting the crap beat out of him. Um, you know, it's obviously just a ruse at this point, mm-hmm. and it's a ruse that the media knows is false, but they continue to embrace it because it gives them a path to criticize Donald Trump, to say, hey, this is a guy who's who's creating these things, who's who's riling these people up. When, you know, we all know this. Uh, this is America. We're, this is not a collectivist society. When you don't get riled up by someone, you are responsible for your own actions. Whether someone is saying something above you, you know, and, and, and saying things that are provocative, that has nothing to do with, with who you are. You make the choice every single day. And, and I don't care who you are, whether you're saying it's anti-fascism or not. You're breaking the law. 
You're throwing things at people like what? Police officers? They're not the ones protesting. They have nothing to do with fascism. These are all excuses to try to justify horrible behavior, mm-hmm. and the media continues to jump on the bandwagon and justify them. Chad, last word. It's just amazing to me how many people can be that condescending when they don't even own their own home. You know, they live. <laughs> it's just I, it's weird to me. You know, do you not have any more aspirations in life than don't. just to be a punk, a mass? Are you punk? criticizing rental renters? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Hey, you know, in fairness, they may be getting paid on the side that we just don't know about. I quite you know, but who's paying them? That? Did you see the video of uh, the the member of Proud Boys, the man who had, I guess, his teenage daughter with him, and they were surrounded by yeah, actually, Antifa? Actually, we did talk to uh, Elijah today. He said that she's just very small. She's apparently in her 20s. Really? Yeah. <laughs> she looks like she's My like apologies 20. to the tiny girl. that sounds like their target, though. Yeah. Somebody small, They might not have known. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they exactly. might not have known. That's their kind of target. It, looks, it, did, it did look She like did look very young. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him go up against a big, strapping, six-foot-five, 290-pound, yeah. just jack guy. Yeah. See what they do about that. <laughs> By the oh, way, yeah. sh- I mean, happen. truly, shout out, big thank you to Elijah Schaefer, who was on the front lines of this all weekend. He's nuts. Because he really is. Because I was like, yeah, you go to this thing, maybe you go undercover, you can talk. He's wearing like a blaze t-shirt. I think that's what we do, Chad. Let's do that. We're yeah, let's doing fat first. Let's head out to El Paso. Oh. Blaze t-shirts. I'll have my Make America Great hat on. Exactly. Oh, we'll see how go that goes. I'll wear my tight shirt, make lift yeah. that morning so it's busting out. We'll see how far they go. Yeah. All right, more to come back in a minute. Oh, that's a show I want to see. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's a lot you down there to film that. Yeah, exactly. You see the, the one Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. So if you are looking to buy or sell your house, no pressure. It's just like kind of the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. Unless you're like, I don't know, Warren Buffett or Mm -hmm. Donald Trump or someone. Mm -hmm. Um, So the problem is that everyone says that they're a real estate agent now. They're like, oh, my brother's sister's cousin's dog sitter's grandma actually happens to do real estate on the side. She can totally hook you up. That's not who you want to use. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's not who you want to use. Glenn actually founded realestateagentsitrust.com. And what his team does is they vet all of these real estate agents to make sure that they are the top real estate agents in the country. Um, They are the ones who have a, a tried and true formula for getting you the best deal possible. They're also the ones who share your values. Uh, Let's say you're moving from, you know, Texas. I don't know why you'd want to leave Texas, but you're moving from Texas to Wisconsin. You're not going to know where the right neighborhood is for your family, where you guys are going to be safe, where you're going to have like-minded conservatives, because we all want to live in bubbles, right? We all want to live in the echo chamber. I love bubbles. (laughs) I'm trying to escape California, so maybe you guys can send me (laughs) up. Okay, well, here's where you need to go. You got to go to... uh, back here to Dallas. (laughs) You got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. They have all of the real estate agents all across the country. They have one where you are located or where you're moving to, and they can help you find the best deal. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. So update on the Rashida Tlaib. I know that we had talked about her on the show on uh, Friday. She had, uh, you know, begged for entry to Israel with Omar, Mm -hmm. even though she does not believe in their existence. Hmm. Uh, They said, we don't want you here. She said, but I have this really sick (coughs) grandma. And they said, okay, fine, we'll let you in to see your sick grandma, but no terrorist stuff, all right? That's, if that's enough, you know, if that's not too much to ask. And she said, uh, no deal, no deal, never mind. I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see my sick grandma. Uh, my sick grandma would be ashamed of this. 
And her grandma came out and had some choice words for uh, President Trump. This is what she had to say. Watch. She said, may God ruin. <laughs> she was coming. Everyone was excited that she was coming for her grandmother to see her. Um, may God ruin him. Mm. A nice sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts. Uh, at some point, uh, if you're the grandmother, you have to realize that your granddaughter just doesn't want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the bottom much, line. This is not interesting. Pretty much used you for political gain. Exactly. Right? Like, I mean, look, if you look, you have a sick grandmother and you want to go see her, if you get the clearance, you go see her, right? This was all from the beginning about trying to make Israel look bad, right? And you know, the squad seems to do everything together. Why didn't they do this together? Well, this is a nice way of saying the first two Muslims, you know, elected what Muslim women elected to Congress um, bl- blocked just them, right? Like it looks, so it looks like an anti-Muslim maneuver yeah. um, because it's just them. Um, you know, the bottom line here, of course, is when you want a country to stop existing, and you're calling them a terrorist and racist regime. And I will note that they already have a, a law on the books that says if you if you uh, support this BDS movement, the boycott movement. Uh, that you should not be allowed in the country. So you're asking that government that you just said was racist and and, uh, a terrorist to give you an exemption from an existing law. Like, that's a hell of a lot to ask. They do it anyway, and she still doesn't come because the whole point, as everything is always the point with the squad, is them to be a victim. That's the only target. They always have to be victimized by something. They found something new. I I love the squad. I absolutely find them entertaining. It's fun to watch. Every day there's something else going on with these four, right? (laughs) And what I love about it is, like, these are kind of things, something like this, may God just abuse Donald Trump. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. This is the kind of stuff that's going to get him reelected oh, in yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just, He's a, it's a layup. Dream, dream. Me, it's a, there's nothing on the left that can I, even go up against him. And the stuff like this is just going to incite so much more hatred toward, towards Republicans. And that's just, a, for me, it's a layup for Donald Trump in 2020. I love watching this stuff. I mean, you should see, honestly, their faces more often than you see whoever he's going to face in the election. Because right. they, if, if he can paint the Democratic Party and his opponent as them, He's got to win easily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at this picture of her. Now, this is an unattractive woman, both inside <laughs> and out. It, it, like, you can send the hate mail to me, whatever. I don't well, care. Well, how, oh, how much are you drinking? How much whiskey have you had? I, I might have a chance on the left. Maybe. Omar has some nice little pictures, actually. Yeah, have you seen her without the turban? No. 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 The, the well, earrings, though. Yeah. I think you can make an argument Omar is actually pretty good looking. Yeah. Uh, she yeah, was in a Maroon can. 5 video, yeah. right? I mean, she was? Yeah. She was in, uh, yeah, I don't know the song. It's some Maroon 5 song. Yeah. She's actually in the video. Um, girls, girls like girls, you? Girls like right? me? Me? Girls like me? I don't yeah. know. I'm not a big Maroon 5 guy. Uh, but on. Rashida, never been in a Maroon girls 5 like video. You. That is confirmed. We know. <laughs> Leave's not. But I go back to recall the video of her getting escorted out of the Trump event. And she's literally, mm-hmm. you know. They're, they're carrying her out, and she's screaming at everybody, saying, y'all are a bunch of a-holes. This is what you're dealing with with this person. This is not, again, can you imagine, let's say Donald Trump comes out, and there's a video of him looking at the left going, you're a-holes, you're a-holes, you're a-holes. Yeah. How much would that just be plastered across the media forever? They hold her up as a champion of the cause. She doesn't care about her grandmother. It was a publicity stunt from the very beginning. And, she, you know, you can't sit there. I, I loved what... Israel did because here's a person who is going to consistently say anti-Semitic things like the the Holocaust gave me a calming feeling. Okay, (laughs) and so you're going to you're going to snub your nose and give the middle finger to Israel. And then whenever you want to come through there, Israel gives you a middle finger right back and suddenly you're the victim. Give me a break. 
Mm. I love it. I, yeah, it's, it's amazing, too, like, to get out of this charge of anti-Semitism afterwards. They both retweeted a cartoon yes. from the person who finished second in the... Oh, we have the... Uh, yeah. Finished second in the uh, pro-Holocaust uh, denial tournament of cartoons, which there apparently is one. Now, if they were anti-Semitic, they would have retweeted the first place contestant, I think. So they, I think it's a really good argument for them. <laughs> um, so, Aubrey, you know, it, it kind of, this is probably a sad state of affairs in America. It takes me aback that you're sitting here. Mm-hmm. You were in sports, yeah. like professional sports, <laughs> professional <Right>. athlete, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're actually sharing your political opinion. Well, yeah. And I'm like... Oh, you just said the squad is good because they're going to get Donald Trump reelected. You're not allowed to say that. Sure. Well, listen, here's the deal. I get tweeted all the time about because I, I did a video. Um, it was uh, I think it was one of those things where I, it was Alex or Cora for the Boston Red Sox went out on Sports Center. They just won the World Series. And this whole uh, my team's not going to the White House thing is, oh, my gosh, driving mm-hmm. me nuts. So when the Red Sox announced they were going to go to the White House, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't take it no more. And I went to the phone and I just made a little video. Oh my gosh, if I have to hear on Sports Center one more team that refuses to go to the White House, I'm just gonna lose. Can you guys just please entertain us in the arena? Right? It's basically one of those things, right? It got over a million views. Yeah. I got so much hatred from athletes, entertainers, the whole nine yards. Now, a lot of the people tweeted, hey, Aubrey, you're an athlete talking about politics. No, I'm not. I am not an athlete no more. Right? <laughs> so I go out there now that I don't, I'm not out there influencing other people one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Baseball is hard enough as it was. I didn't want that distraction. And as a guy who played for the San Francisco Giants, won two World Series there, could you imagine the backlash if I came out and kind of did the Kurt no. Schilling thing in San Francisco, right? <laughs> no. Where I would, I, it would be crazy. I would be stupid to do so. You kind of have to know where you are in an environment um, and just roll with it. I went to the White House after we won in 2010. President Obama was there. Mm-hmm. Was I stoked to meet President Obama? No, not necessarily. I didn't agree with his policies and I didn't vote for him. But I still went because it's an amazing opportunity as an athlete to go to the White House, to see the rich history, Mm -hmm. to say to your grandkids one day that I went to the White House, won a World Series. It's a very honorable thing. It was so amazing to be able to see that. Swallow Pride went, and it was great. Yeah. But, Stu, would you go to the White House? Uh, You're invited. Free trip. Free trip. You just did something really awesome. Yeah. Free trip to the White House. I mean, I, you're, I mean, you're being critical respectful of Donald of the Trump, office right? is a very basic thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think it's a it's a sensible thing. Um, and, you know, I, I don't understand why this turned political. Right. You saw this, you know, the Golden State Warriors were doing it. You mentioned the Red Sox, who are obviously evil. Um, there's a lot of... It's uh, coming from a Toronto Blue Jays yes, fan. Yes, absolutely. You do have a bright future. Uh, you did talk before the young show. Kids they got. You got a future. A bright years ahead. Bright years right. ahead. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where like that used to be the basic thing. I mean, you got to believe that there's a large percentage of people who did not were not that excited to go see George W. Bush or mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan or George Bush. Uh, but they went because it was a, it was something that we all kind of could come together. I mean, sports is supposed to bring us together as a as a as a country, even though we're battling the hell out of each other yeah. on the field and and you know in the bars. Yeah. Um, and that just seems to be dead with this president. Well, I can't remember what team it was. It was some college team, I believe, football team went to the White House and they they busted Donald Trump's balls for serving you know fast food. Oh yeah, I love okay. that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, my that. gosh, these guys they're linemen. Yeah. And when I was in college, if I'm a lineman, I'm eating 14 of those. Oh, they're pounding happy, right? those. When I went to the White House, we got there about 10 o'clock. It was an off day. We were supposed to meet around 11 o'clock, do the thing. Obviously, he's the president of the United States. Obama had some things to do. Two o'clock rolls around. He still hasn't come out. We're mm. starving. 
There was no food out there for us. <laughs> At least Donald Trump fed these guys. You, you yeah. would have you would have given anything for right. some McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't hear point. the media clamoring about we didn't get fed at the White House. <laughs> it's the only reason I would go. To get Just fed to McDonald's. McDonald's. Right, yeah. That's an American You know there's a McDonald's like uh, a, a couple shut blocks your away. mouth. It's not keto. <laughs> <laughs> if you take the bun off, off it's you right. got it, big guy. That's what you got to do. You got breakfast all day. I get the, I get the extra sauce. the Aubrey, uh, we've got a little less than a minute. Tell us where people can find your podcast. So you go to www.aubreyhuff.com. Uh, you can find Off the Cuff with Aubrey Huff on any podcast station, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, etc. You know, it's a pretty loose show. Me and the Hammer is an ex-player uh, that I play with in Miami. He's got a real job, and he doesn't want to be known, so he's <laughs> anonymous. It's a pretty edgy show. Um, I've been on it. How does yeah. he have you? No, yeah. I've been on it's, it. It's, it's, it's strong. We, we talk about pretty much anything. We sports. We've had baseball guys on. We had Scott Bayo on, politics, etc. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeff Garcia, Kurt Schilling. Uh, we just had Christian Yelich on, one of the best wow. players in baseball right now. So it's, it's, it's trending up every episode. Awesome. So go check it out. Off the Cuff with Aubrey Huff. Overtime starts next. We'll see you then. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Some photos have surfaced from an Illinois state senator's campaign fundraising event. Um, there were some photos taken that depict a fake assassination against a fake Donald Trump. So they have the little Donald Trump caricature, as you people can see who are watching on Blaze TV. Is Donald Trump wearing the Michael Jackson bad outfit? No, wearing. he is. He does not have the best style the in these tie? particular uh, pictures. Also, he is making a very hideous face. Mm. And he's not uh, quite orange enough for my face. Yes, yes. But um, the, now I will say Senator Martin Sandoval of Illinois, he has already come out and apologized for the photos taken at oh, this fundraising event. Isn't that there nice? That's, that, they would definitely let the, uh, exactly. the right off the hook yeah. for something like that. Yeah, he's apologized. He apologized so and go right it. to the back page of mm-hmm. the news. Yeah, so yeah. just drop it. Um, but I do, you know, he said I, the incident that took place is unacceptable. I don't condone violence towards the president or anyone else. But it does speak a lot about the culture uh, Chad. I'm tired of it because here's the thing, like Julian Castro, who can't even speak a word of Spanish, right? But he's going to pander to blah, blah, blah. So he, when he comes out and basically exposes everybody that has donated to Donald Trump thing, and then he's like, well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> See, once you do stupid stuff like this, it's already out there. Yeah. You can apologize all you want. There needs to be some level of accountability that is legitimate where these people are held responsible for this kind of stuff. I don't want to see. Look, if someone had held up an Obama head, right? Mm-hmm. They out, again, the hypocrisy of the outcry right there. When when Kathy Griffin does something like that, it is disgusting. There needs to be accountability for it, and they just don't see that because they just come out and they just sweep it under the rug. Oh, I apologize, but damage is done. Well, you do. I mean, you bring up an interesting point. If this had happened with Obama, still, I feel like. Number one, yes, they would have swept it under the rug. But number two, you and you and you and I would have come out and said, that's disgusting. Yeah. 
Don't can, do that. Can I say before, see, I don't want to interrupt. Too bad. I'm just a little bit still. I'm going to interrupt here. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I don't interrupt want to, it. but I've got to. <laughs> That's all right. so I, have a, I have a friend back when Obama was running for his second term. I've got a friend who's a police officer in Orlando, Florida, and she tweeted a comment and put something out there that said, uh, you know, something on the a line of, where's John Wilkes Booth when you need one? Okay. So... She's a police officer, mm. suspended from her job, almost lost her job. The, the national outcry to this was gigantic. Mm-hmm. So where's the same outrage? Yeah. I do think that we, a lot of times, you know, especially when it's like some random person, you know, like we, there was a story the other, remember that story that happened with this, I think it was the state senator in some place, and she was, she was accusing some Trump supporter of racism, and then we found out it wasn't even a Trump supporter and there was no racism. And it became this big story in the viral video, people screaming at each other in convenience stores. We have to at some point realize that there's just a lot of crappy people that do a lot of dumb things. Right. And, like, they're not always news stories. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, I think, like, I think there's a – when it comes to an actual politician who's, you know, potentially tied to this, there's a different level of, yeah. uh, of interest um, but at some point, too, I mean, like when Bush was president, they came out with an actual feature film that depicted his assassination. Like, yeah. like that's bonkers, right? Like, but I mean, what do you do? I mean, you know, this happened as well. We kind of we talked about the hunt, uh, yeah. you know, last week where here's a movie where, you know, it's pretty obvious. I think the conservatives are the good guys. Like they're the ones you're rooting for mm-hmm. in this movie. And everyone kind of freaks out and it becomes this big cultural thing. And they pull the movie and it's like. At some, I think there is a level of this where we kind of just have to step back and just say, you know what, what some idiot does on a, on a, you know, on a, on a porch um, with, their, with their cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I won't get too worked up about it. Maybe I won't, I'll step back and just not freak out about this thing. I, I think I'd, all, I'd love to be able to get to that point. Now, when it's coming to an actual politician exactly. who's actually doing this, it's a totally different level. I mean, it's giving it some sort of credibility that it doesn't... You now, know. if I'm not mistaken, isn't that a gun that he's got in his hand? It, I'm pretty sure that that guy, if I'm probably guessing, is anti-gun, yeah. right? <laughs> right? But it's okay if you're shooting Donald Trump. Here's my problem with pictures like this. You're throwing that kind of stuff out there, right? Yeah. And young kids are influenced, right? And the big race today is, oh, all these kids watching video games are, are out there shooting people and blowing up schools. It's the video game's fault or what have you. Well, what's the difference between playing a video game that may be violent and then showing stuff like this as a violent? Exactly right. So I go back to an original point where I said people are saying that Donald Trump is enabling people of hate and these, these groups, these fringe groups. What are you inspiring here? Mm-hmm. Using your same logic, you're inspiring mass shooters. You're, you're, you're ex- pouring, again, fuel on a fire. When you sit there and one side of your mouth, you said, we've got to find a solution for this. And then you're going to put this kind of stuff out there. I mean, they, they, they constantly come out and they're like, Donald Trump is separating. He's dividing the nation. He's bringing up races. He's flaring up all these things. And by the way, I just want to let you know that all of Donald Trump's supporters are racist. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't claim that he's dividing the people when you're identifying 50% of the country as basically the worst name you can come up with against right. someone. Well, I grew up down the street here in, in, in Fort Worth, Texas, in a little town area called White Settlement. Mm-hmm. And somebody on Twitter found that I grew up in White Settlement. I was a racist because I grew up in White Settlement. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not the way that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, so moving uh, foreign, foreign relations time. An Australian library is uh, promoting a transgender ideology book that describes a six-year-old liking oral sex uh, about 60 libraries around Australia cover or carry the book in their youth sections. Uh, it's called Beyond Magenta, Transgender Teens Speak Out. 
lewd sexual behavior uh, from children as young as six years old. I know it's Australia. It's not here. But Coming soon. It's mm-hmm. Exactly. It is a preview, I feel, into uh, what we are going to see in just a few years. Because what happens, you know, UK, Australia, places like that slowly are trickling into the United States. We've already got Drag Queen Storytime Hour at our public libraries. Um, Chad. Your thoughts on this? Donald Trump's a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Bottom line, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a racist. That's bottom line. He he hates transgender people because he won't let them get gender reassignment using government-funded, you know, (laughs) surgeries while in the army. Mm -hmm. And he he just hates everybody. And that's what you see. I don't know why you have a problem with this book, Sarah. Probably because you're a Trump supporter and you hate him too. What is wrong with you? No, it's just that I love my child. I just, you know what? Nothing, nothing, nothing gets my Epstein more aroused than <laughs> the idea of a six-year-old enjoying, you know. Is that what you call it? Your Epstein? <laughs> my Epstein. Oh, it just gets my Epstein not, aroused. Of all the yeah. nicknames. Yeah, I well, that's, that's a well yeah, it's a long name. But, um, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, sick. I, I mean, you have young children. I do. Right? I'm like... I, my child could not even comprehend oh, that it's type of thing. Ridiculously offensive. So, Somewhere, Mario Lopez is like, "This is what I was saying. <laughs> this is what I was saying." Um, you know, it's it's it is unbelievable. I mean, younger and younger and younger. And at some point, we have to just separate from like whether this is an act. You know, the transgender thing. You can go back and forth on that in a million different directions. But there is some age, right, where we could all come together and say, "You can't make." gender-defining changes at that age. Mario Lopez tried to shoot really low at three years old, and it still didn't work. I mean, if an infant sees a blue and pink thing and picks the other one, do you just reassign it? There has to be some age uh, where you can do this. Do you do it in the womb? I, I feel like that's that might be next. Um, I do feel like there's a, there's, there's, there is a... Um, there's a woke sort of argument, right, where everyone has to pretend as if they don't have opinions on these things and they're afraid to say and speak their mind. There's a level when it comes to children where people say, screw that. And that's, uh, and that's where we're losing and as conservatives. Yeah. A lot of people out there are afraid to speak their minds. Mm-hmm. I'm not. No. This pisses me exactly. off as a father of two boys who are 10 and 8. Mm-hmm. And I blame parents. Yeah. You know, if, if you're out there telling you're dressing your three-year-old boy up as a girl and saying it's okay all the way up till five years old, this little boy is going to be conditioned to be dressing up as a girl. You throw that kind of karma out there, this kid's going to com- be confused. I don't believe any kid's born uh, thinking they're some other sex. They don't care. My kids want to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against transgender people. When they're, If you're 18 years old, you want to make that call, go nuts, buddy. Mm-hmm. But when you're in our schools and you're trying to write books and indoctrinate our kids in that lifestyle, when clearly transgender, I did a, I did a blog on this thing, where almost 50% of transgender people are, are suicidal or have yeah. committed suicide. Yeah. And where the general population is around 4%, there's something wrong with that. And don't you dare tell me that you're going to come in there and, and try and indoctrinate my kids into that lifestyle to make them confused. Yeah. That's how you do it over a long period of time, right? Like you have to go after kids because you have to make it so there's never a point in their lives in which they question whether this is the right thing. They have to be conditioned at a very young age to, to not question it. And I think like there is a part of American society that will go along with mostly everything. Like, well, we're, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and we don't want to get into fights and all that stuff. When you start crossing the line to young children, though, that is where I think America says, all right, uh, like we were playing your games for a while. I understand, but this has got to stop. And I do think that 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 is a line that America generally will hold. Um, at least I, I have, you know, when I'm optimistic, I feel that way. On other days, I just give up. Well, aside from the transgender thing, though, um, you know, it's just 
sexualizing the children, period. Right. I mean, you're talking about, what, a six-year-old who likes oral sex? Well, I mean, I mean first of all, I'm not sure that I even buy that. But second of all, well, I mean, why is there this push to sexualize children? I don't even care. I I'm not even aroused when I was six, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe well, when I woke up in the morning, I had to take a leak. But <laughs> I mean, but that's what, like, put, take the, trans the transgender thing aside yeah, right. for a moment. Still, even if it was talking about, not talking about transgender, just talking about six-year-olds talking about sexual things, why is there the push to sexualize our children? Let me tell you how demented this whole thing is. So I read a tweet that was a back and forth the other day, and this guy was saying, hey, if I am a man and I'm having sex with someone, and I think it's a woman, and find out that that woman has a penis, am I not engaging in gay sex? And what? the person responded back and said, no, <laughs> you're having sex with a woman with a penis. That's straight sex. It's a woman with a penis. You didn't and notice he that goes, penis there the entire time, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like, well, it kind of seems to me that if I'm doing something with that penis, it, it feels kind of gay to me. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're wrong. You're still cisgender. And you're... You're, <laughs> and like you're just having you're having straight sex with a woman that has a penis. That that, that logic right there, folks, is asinine. That is stupid. That is ludicrous. It's demonic. It's borderline satanic in this yep. regard. And what we said over and over again is, look, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you marry or sleep with. I don't care. But back when we were doing all this legislation about gay marriage and it was, because everything was about legislation, 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 and then everybody's got to accept these certain lifestyles. And if you ever, if you pull a, a, a Phil Robertson and you say, well, this is what I think the Bible says about it. And I read it, and now you're ostracized off of every network, and you know you're losing money because I always we always said, what's going to be next? You keep legitimizing perversion. What's going to be next? They're going to come after children, and we're seeing it. It's mm -hmm. being normalized every single day, more and more. Yeah. Uh, all right. Friday's poll: Did Israel make the right move by not letting Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in? Ninety-three percent of you said yes. <laughs> Scientific poll. It is very scientific. Seven percent no, of you <laughs> said no because you're wrong and you don't understand. No, that's, uh, <laughs> you always fun. criticize the people for voting their conscience. Well, come on, Joe. <laughs> uh, today's poll question: Interesting. Should Trump buy Greenland? Is this still a thing that we're talking about? Oh, it's going to happen. It no, should happen. They already said we're open uh, for business. Not for part, of the, part of the deal, yeah. baby. Part of the deal. <laughs> I think it's just Trump trolling. It's, just Trump. It is. it's, it's Trump going, hey! Did you see, speaking of trolling, did you see his, I feel bad laughing about this, on air, on air, uh, his tweet about Tlaib's grandmother? No, was, I did not. <laughs> did you see yeah. it? Do tell. That, no, he said that with this whole back and forth with Israel, he said the real winner here is Rashida Tlaib's grandmother. <laughs> 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 I have to see her. <laughs> that is solid. I love, I love Donald Trump's Twitter. I love you know, it. I and simultaneously hate it. I know. At the same I mean, time. He, does, he does act like a demented child at times. Well, but, but, have, but the same. At least you know what he's thinking, yeah. right? He, it's true. I mean, you got a thin-skinned narcissist. We get that, yeah. okay? But I, you know, I contended this weekend on Twitter. I said, look. What if he's not racist? Think about it from the other angle. What if he's actually colorblind and he's going to treat everyone exactly the same? Like you insult him, he's going to come back as a counterpuncher. Right. If you say good things about him, he's going to yeah. come back and say good I things mean, about you. He doesn't care what color you are. Donald Trump would be amazing in the locker room. He's yeah. the. I mean, you hear that kind of rambling and all that kind of talk that he has all the time in the locker room. And when he had the whole bus incident with the yeah. grab the woman by the... Uh, yeah. 
And I'm sitting there thinking, all these athletes were coming out open arms. Oh, my gosh, I can, I've never heard that in the locker room. I'm like, <laughs> talk about pandering. What? I've, I've heard 90 times worse in the locker room, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. With detail, yeah. right? I mean, come on. That's, that, that's just a guy being a guy in a locker room. I mean, you know, Donald Trump, you know, he says he trashes Michael Cohen, who's like his best, like, uh, you know, he's like a guy who said he would literally take a bullet for him his entire life. The second you like him, he's on your side. The second you're not, it's, it's, it's team is a great yeah. point of it. When you, he would be a great guy in your locker room. Right. And when he was on the other team's locker room, you'd hate his guts. Yeah. And that is what this guy is. I mean, he's going to, he, he will find a way if you, if you support him, that he's going to say nice things about you. And it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. You know, he's if not. If you he's, oppose he, him like the other team yeah. in the locker room, we want to destroy you. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, that's kind of the personality he has. Most athletes have that. Yeah. Chad, I guess you missed the memo. He actually became racist the day that he announced that he was running for president. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't using my full frontal labia. Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, labia? Hey. That and the Epstein thing, you really have uh, some lessons. You know what? I'm just trying to be woke. Think it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Aubrey, thank you so much for being you, here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't think they're going to let us do overtime again after this. <laughs> I'm always pushing the envelope. Listen, so Josh Beckett was telling us about when he played the Boston and he wouldn't tell us what player. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.